Hey friend, you're listening to the Gracious Warrior Podcast with me, your host, Jodine Barba. If things like aligned prosperity, a healthier body, a calmer mind, and a happier home speak to your heart, you're in the right place. I love reminding people where their true identity comes from and how equipped we actually are to be who God has called us to be with grace and strength. I have something to say and I hope it blesses you. Let's start the conversation. Welcome back, friends. So I don't know if you listened to that last episode with my husband, but it was actually really good for us. I can't say it was like super fun and like my husband was like so excited to do it, but I I do know that afterwards we talked about it and it just felt really good to do that together. And um, I know that my, my middle son, we talked about him on the episode, but he said that he listened to it and he said it was interesting to hear kind of a different perspective from his parents that he hadn't heard before. So that was kind of cool. Um, I, I could tell at first my husband was really nervous. He's just, you know, like I mentioned, he's a private guy. He's not somebody that likes to just kind of put his business out there and he's very humble uh, in a lot of ways. And so it was definitely out of his comfort zone, but we kind of rolled with it. I just asked him some questions and just got to him to kind of loosen up a little bit. And then I've heard feedback from people where they've said, okay, the last like 20 minutes was really good. The beginning of it was a little bit slow. So we're aware, but, um, it's just, I thought it might be good for you to get to know him a little bit more because I do talk about him a lot and, um, so much about, our marriage and kind of what happened and how we've been able to redeem our marriage. It's very unusual. It's not typical to go through what we went through and to be able to be here now and say that it was for the best for us. So if you find yourself going through some, some sort of marital struggle or relationship struggle, I just, I just want you to know that you are not alone in that. And ultimately, whatever ends up happening, you never know. First of all, you never know the, the, the restoration, the redemption, the forgiveness, the newness that can happen, but also it's okay if it doesn't work out the way that you, maybe you think it's going to, or the way that somebody else's story ends up. There's so much hope and there's so much beauty from your story, whatever that may look like for you. I, I know that going through what we went through gave me a broader perspective. I'm sure gave both of us a broader perspective of just really having compassion for people that are really struggling in their marriage, especially I think as Christians, you know, going through a divorce and it's, it's not easy. There's so much shame and, um, shame that I inflicted on myself. Just like, this is not how I thought it was going to go. What is, this is, I don't think either one of us signed up in our marriage thinking that that was what was going to happen. So I just wanted to just share that with you guys. If you're feeling any sort of way after listening to that, I, I just want you to be encouraged, whatever that may look like for you in your life and, and reach out to somebody, talk to people. That was one of the biggest mistakes that I made was that I, I didn't talk about it. I didn't, I didn't share for so many years what was going on. And I know my husband didn't either. We just kind of kept it to ourselves and then we just kind of shoved it all under the rug. And then Eventually, it just, it it wasn't anything that either one of us could contain, and it felt like it was hopeless, and it was lost. And so, yeah, go talk to somebody. Find find a pastor or 
a Christian counselor, talk with some friends, have people pray with you, even if maybe your spouse isn't on board with that. I'm not an expert in this area. I just know based on my experience that I wish that I had done that sooner. I know I, I thought I did everything that I could to, to make sure that we didn't go through what we went through. I really felt like I did everything that I possibly could, but there's always more to do. And what ultimately has worked for me personally is just full and complete surrender, just praying that God would just reveal any anything within my life that I needed to surrender over to him. Every part of me needed to be surrendered over to him, but for him to just create newness within me and um, areas that I needed to take responsibility for and how I could grow from that and how he could fill the voids and the loneliness. And it's, I know there's marriage is so much more to it, but Anyway, I just felt led to share that just now. I wasn't planning on talking about that at the beginning of this episode, but I just felt like I needed somebody needed to hear that. So there you go. All right. So one of the things that I wanted to say that I had planned out to say is that uh, years and years ago, I started a business. Um, some of you already know that I have a background in healthcare, and I did that for a lot, a lot of years. And then about 10 or 11 years uh, into my career, I was feeling just kind of burnt out and like I just wanted to focus on my kids. They were really young at that time. And so I was open to starting some sort of business that I could work on my own time, work my own hours, you know. So I started something and I knew I prayed about it so much. And I I just said, if this isn't something that is going to benefit my family, not just now, but also in the future, in the long run for them, my family, then I'm not interested. And I was very adamant about that, that really protecting my time. I didn't want to take time away from my family if it wasn't going to benefit them in some way bigger than, you know, just making money, you know. So then when I started to realize that actually I'm not even looking far enough ahead, I thought that I was really protecting our future and protecting our time. But what I started to see is that I actually needed to start living day to day and full surrender and just kind of having that daily bread, that daily manna mindset. And it's, that's a whole story there, how I came to where I am now. But I, I actually released a top ranking position because I didn't feel anymore that it was actually benefiting my family's future or, or my future in a way that I could show up bigger for my family and better for my family. And I've talked a lot about idolatry and things like that. It just had started out really incredible. And I felt like it was spirit led, like Christ led me there, but things were shifting within my own life and it started to not feel I knew it was a place that I no longer should be and not knowing how I would make money if I let go of all of that has been really one of the scariest things I've ever done. But after I released that, I just really had this like daily bread mindset, like, Lord, I know you will provide every single day. And he did, and he continues to do so. And it's still scary, but he provides and it's okay because I, I, I want to have that daily bread mentality, but also really, really thinking beyond even this lifetime. So when I started to, to recognize the areas in my life 
um, choices of where I'm spending my time and how I wanted to wanted it to not just impact our future in this lifetime, but in his kingdom, how every bit of my time and choices were going to further God's kingdom, not just my earthly desires. I hope that that makes sense, but that was something that really, it's really important to me, just being spirit-led, the Holy Spirit just guiding me in, in everything that we do to further God's kingdom. And it's, it's a wild ride. If you ever make that, or maybe you're in the middle of that surrender and you're like, oh, this is kind of scary. It's exciting. We get to decide, is this scary or is it exciting? And I'm choosing exciting. I am choosing to not let anxiety take over. I'm choosing just to be excited about this. And how I show up now in the business that I have now and how I, how I lead people and how I mentor people is so different than how I did it before. And it feels really good for me and I think also for them. If you're ever interested in hearing about what it is that I'm doing, that I just reach out to me on social media. So one of the questions I ask myself is, will this matter in eternity? Where I'm spending my time, um, how I'm making money, how I'm um, showing up for my family, how I'm taking care of my body, how I'm allowing myself to respond to difficult times in life, um, difficult conversations, hurt feelings, all of that kind of yucky stuff that's hard, like really, really hard. And it can consume, for me, it can consume my mind, my thoughts, my mood, my energy, my sleep, if I let it. But I'm trying to work more on asking, is this going to matter in eternity? Is this going to matter five years from now? But even bigger than that, will this matter in eternity? And maybe that's something that you can implement in your life. And maybe that'll help you too. I just don't want another year to go by where I, I sit back and I evaluate, like, did I do everything that I could possibly do? Did I do enough? You know, and this life is going to go by so fast, friends. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. And I know that I just want to be able to say that I gave it my best. I gave it my all. And that's something that's important to me. So one of the things, you know, as I'm having more of this like eternal perspective, because I feel like what we do now here on earth does have an eternal impact. When I have that eternal perspective, it I started thinking, okay, where where am I really distracted by the things that don't really, really matter in the big picture? Um, where am I distracted? What sort of interruptions do I continuously have when I'm working on something that that is really important and you know, my, my passion or my calling, and I keep getting interrupted, I keep getting distracted, there's always just one more thing that, that gets in the way, right? I want, if you can relate to that, I just want to remind you that that is the enemy's tactic to distract us so much that we are, we are completely derailed, we're completely off track, we, we second guess ourselves and we, we hold back and we don't forgive. We don't say the things we need to say. We don't pursue the things that we feel the burning in our heart that we really, really want to do. But we think, oh, someday when I'm not so busy, someday when I'm not so chaotic, then I can pursue that. Then I can finish that, whatever that is for you. Because when we're so busy, we're not a threat to the enemy. And so when 
that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be so busy so that um, we're not a threat to him because we're not, we're not focused on what really, really matters. So he's going to just, and most of the time, the distractions and the interruptions are within our own mind. They're not even like constant, like outside interruptions, although it, it can definitely feel that way, especially with the device in our hands, the phone that we have. And there's just so much input coming at us from all angles. But a lot of the distractions that I've noticed actually come from within our own minds. It comes from um, us allowing distractions into our lives and all the comparison that we do and the second guessing, all of that stuff. That's exactly what the enemy wants us to do because we're not showing up as our best selves. So let's just remember that and take, take time to slow down and focus on what matters very, very most. And so one of the things I recommend doing is is really writing down like the key areas in your life that actually matter the very, very most. And I, I have a couple suggestions that, that this might help. So there's about seven or eight different suggestions. I think that where most people, especially women, because I'm, I'm a woman, um, men, if you're listening, I'm sure this applies to you as well, but I'm just going to speak from a, a woman's perspective right now that one of the areas of focus, one of the eight areas of focus is, is our home you know, keeping our home clean and doing the laundry and um, making our house something that we can be proud of. So our home or our dwelling is an area that can distract us or it needs our time and attention, right? Another area is is a different passions that we have, different things that we like to do, things that excite us. Um, and that's usually where it kind of like you're where your gifting is, like you're creative in this or you enjoy doing this or you like to paint or you like to whatever it may be. So we have different passions that can take up our time. And our health is another area, you know, our, our overall wellness, exercising, taking care of ourselves, mind, body, that it does take time. And then also making time. This is a big one for me that I don't like doing is making time to um, sit down and go through our finances and just be a good steward of that and be aware of that on a regular basis where we're at, reviewing our goals, and really just Syl and I working together on that, that's an area that does require time and attention. And also, okay, this is a big one. This is, I think, where we probably put most of our time because we think that it's it's what our family needs the very, very most or what we need to do the most to get by in this lifetime. And that is what we do for work, whether you are paid for your job or not, because some people volunteer, but, you know, giving service or providing work um, of some sort, whether you own your own business, if you're an entrepreneur or you have a job where you're going to a job, you're working for somebody else, or maybe you're doing both. Like that is a big chunk of our lives right now. So many households need more than one income. They need like maybe three or four or more um, sources of income. Diversifying our income is a hot topic right now. And that's something that's really, really important. Like it does require a lot of our time. And then also friendships, like, oh, isn't that hard to keep up with that? It's, it's like, we want to, I want to spend time with friends. I want to have girls weekends. It takes up time. And the next thing you know, it's like six months or a year has gone by and we haven't pursued spending time with our friends. And, and then the other one is family, you know, making time for our family. Like how many times are we sitting there trying to have quality time with our family, but we're, we're seriously so distracted. We're multitasking. We're trying to do several of these things all at once, but also trying to get quality family time. And then 
lastly, and to me, this is the most, most important part is our spiritual walk and how much time and how much dedication and how much of ourselves are we spending with God? That is an area that does require some of our time and our attention. I heard something the other day about how to really, really, it was a reel on Instagram. I can't even remember who did it, but it was really good about how to really be transformed by, you know, spending time in the word, reading the Bible. It really, it takes about four times a week of doing that. Some people do it. Okay. Once a week, I went to church. I studied the scripture or what, you know, listen to the pastor talk or listen to this podcast or whatever it is. You know, I know a lot of times I get spiritually fed from different podcasts and, um, or listening to sermons and stuff, but really just sitting with intentional time with the Bible four days a week, like once or twice, isn't quite enough to start transforming our mind and, and growing our faith and growing in relationship with Jesus. So that's such an important area. And in that, that is number one. I, I can't emphasize it enough. Like that is foundational. I think if you're listening to this, you probably already kind of have an idea for that. So these are just, again, the areas that maybe we can take a step back and look at and say, okay, how can I be more intentional in these areas? And what can I let go of that is distracting me so much? And, and it's okay for a season. Maybe you have this big project, maybe you're writing an online course, or maybe you're, I don't know, you've got a big project in the yard, or who knows what it is, you've got something, but you're like, but I want really want to finish this. And, and that's okay. But sometimes we need to put it on the back burner for just a moment, not for forever, but just for a moment, and really just kind of get our foundation set of what's really most important. And then we can start seeing where things feel less chaotic, we feel less distracted, We feel like we're more of in a flow. Our relationships are getting the time and attention that they deserve. And most of all, we're walking closer with God and we're surrendering things over to him and letting him go first. I know for me and myself, the way that I do it so often is I, I tend to want to do it all on my own, like not on purpose, but I just want to get the job done. Like, oh, I get so excited and then I could do this and that. And it's like, hang on, we guys, we need to slow down and just let God go first. Let him direct our paths. And so then next thing you know, you'll be like, oh, okay, now I'm ready to, to tackle that project in the yard. Or now I'm going to complete my online course, or I'm going to finish the book that I started writing. We have different seasons where we can be do that, do that, where we can be more fully present because sometimes we're just so got caught up in the doing and the busyness and we end up actually just going through the motions. I know like if you're sitting down for, let's say you're sitting down for dinner and (laughs) let's see, what's an example where maybe the TV is on and you know, you've got one kid eating at at the counters and a couple of you are over at the table and it's like, it's not really focused intentional time. It's very distracted. I know sometimes with kids, it's hard to even get everybody home all at once, all at the same time. And and it's not going to look perfect every meal or every night, but having, doing our very best to have intentional focus time where we can focus on the people that are right there in front of us and let go of the distractions. And in the back of my mind, I kind of have those foundations set where I'm like, this is my family time. This is not the time 
for me to be stewarding our finances and talking about that necessarily. It's not the time for me to be frustrated because, you know, the house is a mess or, um, I don't know. I just think it, it helps to have those areas where we're like, okay, this is my intentional family time. And it can be 10 minutes a day. It can be 15 minutes a day where you, it can make all the difference in the flow of your home and, and how things just feel more at ease and less chaotic. I'm not trying to claim to be an expert here. I'm just saying the things that I'm working on that seem to be really working in my life and it, it makes a really big difference. And I'm really learning a lot about how, how Satan is using the busyness of our lives, the busyness of our minds and us thinking we have to do all the things and be everyone, everything to everybody all the time. It's so exhausting. We never feel good enough. We're so overwhelmed and it keeps us from furthering God's kingdom. It keeps us from focusing on God. It keeps us from letting God go first and letting him direct every step and having that daily bread mentality of just being so grateful for just the daily manna, the daily bread. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. I thought maybe that that reminder might help somebody, you know, if we remember, I, I can build my kingdom, I can build my life and focus on my goals. And, and yeah, they're good. They're all like very purpose driven. But what I want to do is I don't want to build my kingdom. I want to build God's kingdom. I, I want to with him to go first and him tell me what to do. It always goes better when I do it that way. So yeah, I, I just thought that I would share that. And I, it's, I, I wanted to say, going back to my marriage, I, I definitely will be talking more and more about what I've learned um, and how how my busyness and my goals and my entrepreneurship and my my quote unquote personal development just kind of took over so much in my life in my previous um, business that I was running that I almost like kind of had this arrogance where I kind of looked down on my husband like oh well he didn't read that book or he's not listening to this podcast and he's not it's like I would kind of like have this arrogance that I was so so much better because I was working so hard on bettering myself. It actually was not good. And so I, I just want to say this, that if you're, you're trying to grow a business and you're surrounding yourself with fellow entrepreneurs and you're listening to all the podcasts and you're going to seminars or you're listening to webinars or all the things and you kind of look at people around you or maybe your spouse and you're like, um, get on my level. It, like you kind of need to slow your roll a little bit. You're getting a little bit ahead of yourself because what I, what I've learned is that actually my husband didn't need to do the same things I was doing for him to grow in his own way. And it actually caused me to not see his worth and his gifts and, and his value and all that he provided to me and to our family and to our kids because I was so caught up in thinking that it had to look a certain way. And I was listening to the world. I was really letting the world determine how growth should look, what we should be doing to grow, and what books to read. And it just is like so, so sad to me because I see so many entrepreneurs doing that and it actually causes distance in their marriage. And 
they it's not good it like drives this wedge and again i i think that that's the enemy's tactic that anything that's not god you know some other form of idolatry that's brought into our life where we're just be careful what what sort of growth you're jumping into is it pointing you back to god um is it so self-seeking that you're working on growing your empire and growing your legacy rather than building God's kingdom. And there's, it's a very different energy shift. It's, it's very different. And what I see now is like, I kind of talked about this with my husband in the last podcast episode is I think he might've mentioned it, that the things that we saw in each other in the beginning are actually still the same things that we love and appreciate about each other. Now, just somewhere in the middle there, we were so distracted that we, we didn't even see it. We, we couldn't even see and appreciate who, who each other really was and why we fell in love with each other to begin with. Cause we were so caught up in ourselves or what we thought the world wanted to, what things should look like. And it, it just, it just got out of control. And, um, there's a lot more that, that happens when a marriage is completely unraveled, but it doesn't happen overnight. Marriage is such a, a tender thing. Relationships are so tender and they're so vulnerable if we're not careful. And it's it's a slow fade, like that song says. I know if, if you listen to praise music at all, I think it was a popular song that just came to my head. I, should, I shouldn't say these things unless I look it up and I remember... The name of the song before I mention it, but that song, you know, it, it really is a slow fade. What, how marriages just completely unravel. It's bit by bit, thread by thread, day by day, and and it that is absolutely again the enemy's plan. He wants us to be so distracted. He wants us to be so full of ourselves. He wants us to be so busy and so focused on growing what we think is our kingdom. We think what we're doing, what's best for ourselves and for everybody around us but it eventually falls apart. It crumbles pretty quickly. Once it gets to a certain point, it can actually, it, it seems like overnight a marriage falls apart, but it, it's not overnight. But once it reach reaches its breaking point and you're so vulnerable, betrayal comes in and it's just, it's awful. So yeah, just wanted to say that, that if even, even me, if even I can be forgiven and I can be made clean. So can you, or so can your husband, or so can somebody around you that's, that's hurt you. And so, yeah, just wanted to share that. And I'm going to wrap it up with just saying that, you know, we each have our own pace. I think that's what's so, so important when it comes to growth, you know, whether it's personal development, leadership development, spiritual growth, whatever it may be. Like we seriously want everyone like get on my level, but it's, we're all on different levels. It's my husband's spiritual walk and my spiritual walk are so different. We're not going to be shoulder to shoulder, always at the exact same place in our spiritual growth. Cause we come from different backgrounds. We're totally different human beings. My relationship with Jesus is completely different than his because we're different people. We're unique. And I think that remembering to give each other grace. And, and this is something that I've learned in with parenting my own children is just let God go. Like, I have to have that faith that God will take over, that I don't have to be so, I can pray for my children. I can pray for my husband, pray for my friends, but I don't, 
I don't need to force it. I can share Jesus, but I don't have to, like, God can handle the rest. And so we don't have to have everybody at our level, at our pace, doing what we're doing at the same time. Let's just give each other a little bit of grace and just, I know that when people saw our marriage unraveled, people didn't know how bad it was until it was all of a sudden done. And people were shocked. It's just, you never know what's going on inside somebody's home, but sometimes you have to go through hell and back to be to where you're at it, it, where you can grow and you can actually further his kingdom in a bigger way. We ha- I, I know we had to go through that. I had to go through giving up um, a top position, walking away from a leadership role in a, in a good sized company and substantial income. I, I chose to walk away from that uh, be, and it was absolutely, I knew that it was God saying it's time and it's not easy. It's not easy to go through those things and make those, those big decisions. You know, sometimes we're not even the one making the decision. It's just, it's, it, it is what it is. All of a sudden we're in this circumstance and it's really hard, but we may not even know the result of why we had to go through what we went through on this side of eternity. We may not know until, you know, in the, when we're in heaven, and, and that's okay. But I can start to see now how the, the unraveling of my marriage and the pain that, you know, we all have different pain stories from our childhood and stuff, but I'm starting to see things kind of come together and like, oh, that's why I went through that. Oh, that's why that person was in my life. It's starting to make sense. So, all right, that's all I got for today. I know I'm talking a lot. I didn't think I was going to talk this long, but just a reminder to put your phone away and go make moments. Don't just make memories, make moments. Put your phone away. Have a good day and I'll be back in a couple days.